Welcome to another episode of Simply Sales and Marketing. Today, we have Dave Denver. Dave is Director of Sales Development at Tenbound. He's a podcast host. He's a LinkedIn motivational speaker, and he advises at Sendozo and Chili Piper. I was at a conference held by Tenbound, a virtual sales conference with Dave. Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, Charlotte. It's uh, such a pleasure to uh, be on the show and, and, and get to chop it up with you this afternoon. Fantastic. It's great to have you on. I know that you um, you talk about M&M's rules of success that you can <laughs> identify with. And there's a really good quote that you put out on your LinkedIn a few weeks ago, which really resonated with me and should resonate with our listeners. Nobody is going to hand you success. You must get up every single day and earn it by consistently doing the things that normal people refuse to do. Tell us how that has impacted you and what you're doing. Absolutely. So... First and foremost, I mean, one of the things that I simply do is, you know, I don't forget where I come from. You know, I, I, I didn't grow up in the greatest, uh, greatest neighborhood um, growing up. Uh, and, you know, I always act as if I am falling behind or always acting as if, you know, my job is on the line. Because when you train your mind and you change that mindset it, it really helps you develop everything that you're wanting out of life. It pushes you to the next level. And I think one of the quotes that I really love is like, be comfortable being uncomfortable, right? And that's one thing David Delaney pushes me on on a daily basis, trying to like think about new innovative ways to, you know, go to market with 10 bound. And, you know, for me, I just really want to, you know, be the best version of myself. And if I can motivate people along the way, then, you know, then I'm, I'm living my purpose, right? That's brilliant. I was going to say, I'm a big, big Eminem fan myself as well. And looking back, you know, the eight mile road, doing up his car, you know, was it B-Rabbit, he was called, like the origin <laughs> stories of Eminem. <laughs> if, if we were talking around your origin stories, Dave, you know, what, what is your kind of initial moment? What's your, what's your rap battle? Where would you go back to and kind of begin with your sales career? I would say when I was a young, a young kid, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it was like always about, you know, I got a rush from... You know, not only connecting with people and collaborating with people, like I found something that I was like good at. And what I mean by that is like I grew up selling Twinkies out of my locker. Uh, no joke, like just straight up. Yes, those hostess Twinkies. Right. So <laughs> I found kids at the snack bar, you know, um, pulled them aside in between, you know, in between classes or after I ended up seeing them down, I would get a little notepad and write who was at the snack bar. And I told the different kids and, and, and friends that I can get their same snacks for 50% off than at the snack bar. So when, um, when the snack bar ended up like losing a little bit of business, people were wondering like, what, why was no one waiting in line? And a lot of folks were end up coming to my locker. So, um, you know, behind that was, you know, in Bellingham, Washington, uh, right at the border um, of Canadian border, uh, 45 miles to Vancouver, BC, and then 90 miles uh, down would be Seattle, um, down south. But uh, there was a hostess shop right across uh, maybe about five miles from my house. And I was always looking to, you know, save my money and purchase in bulk and then find people at school to sell to. So like, that's really where I started. And I just absolutely love the process along the way of making a sale. The hustle's been real. Love that. 
starting with Twinkies <laughs> and then to ten bound. That's a that's a lovely cat. No, I, I I mean no. So hustling with Twinkies. I mean then I really transitioned <laughs> transitioned into selling tickets. Um, where you know after I end up making some of that Twinkie money, right? I found a mentor on eBay when I was 14 years old. I flew out to Vegas and and he really showed me the ropes of really how to buy and sell tickets for a profit. So. He gave me, you know, he later gave me tickets to consign, and those tickets were for the Seattle Supersonics, the NBA basketball team, and I actually sold those at my locker. So I took a small percentage, and he really just showed me how eBay works and how, like, the full process of trying to buy and sell and, and, and trying to find those margins of profit, you know, trying to find the right locations to buy to make a quick flip to get your quickest ROI. So, like... I learned a lot at a young age, started my uh, own business, right, you know, right at the age of 14, ended up building it up, ended up uh, merging with a company called SeattleTix.com, later uh, being bought out by um, EpicSeats.com after I ended up buying a pretty nice little size business myself and they ended up purchasing me. And after that, I just uh, found myself more as an entrepreneur and then I just wanted to be like, you know, I wanted to take things back a little bit. I'm like, okay. So I found success without going through sales and sales development in the corporate world. But now I need to go back and rebuild where I started back as an SDR and started, you know, kind of moving my way up up the corporate ladder per se. Brilliant. And I love the fact that you, you know, you're a self-made man, you sold your business, but wanted to, to come back into the corporate world to give something back. And one of your previous bosses left you sort of a review. You talk, he said, your self-proclaimed beast mode is the rare pace setter every leader seeks to find to build their team around. So you had a meaningful impact on energy and culture when you're working at Sendosa. Tell us a bit about sort of beast mode and also what you because obviously we talk about sales and marketing on this podcast what do you wish that you knew about sales and marketing when you were starting out tell us what you wish you'd known back then so yeah like to start with the first question i mean beast mode is it's so real right like it's it's one of those things where people are like hey yeah let's go beast mode people always say hey like you know like marshawn lynch like what, what really is beast mode and for me, it's it's channeling all the negative things in my life or the people that I've, I've surrounded uh, that I actually like, grew up with or was raised by, right? Like all the people that told me I would never amount to anything, right? Like I, I grew up in a very toxic household, um, you know, a lot of challenging events that I had to overcome. You know, I lost my brother at a young age um, at 18 years old. You know, he dove in a swimming pool, broke his neck and drowned. And, you know, that really, that really, that really affected my life. And when he was my, he was my only sibling. And so my life really shattered. My parents got divorced. Um, pretty much it was just a family of four. So my whole world exploded. And so like when I talk about beast mode, it's about making my brother proud because that's just one thing. He was my best friend. We were 16 months apart in age. And I know that that's one thing we always talked about and pumped each other up by like, yeah. Hey, let's make, let's make an impact in this lifetime. He would always say, let's go beast mode. And so like, that's just my love to my oh, family, you know? That's that's a lovely story. That's really touching and it's so it's a great way that you can honor him in that way and and turn a negative experience into into something positive that that clearly drives you in everything that you do, Dave. Yeah, no, for sure and like that's that's the one thing in the transition into the next question. It's like he was the person that taught me everything, you know, from how to, you know, I asked a lot of questions like, okay, I got involved in the ticket business and hostesses and selling. I, I 
always asked him, in a sense today we call it go-to-market strategy, but when I was a kid talking about those things, I really wasn't quite sure how to really start, you know, amplifying my business. And so he would, he would coach me up and he would make some introductions and, and all that stuff. And, you know, when, when he passed away, that, that really wrecked my life. And I said, you know what, I need a, I want to, the best thing I could do for my brother and to continue his legacy is to, to straight go beast mode and, and make a life for myself so I can continue to, you know, do different types of charities on his behalf. To, um, we have a current one at the University of Oregon. You know, we sponsor a tournament every year, three on three uh, basketball tournament at the Warsaw Classic. So that's something that I'm very involved in. Um, but, you know, more than anything else, it's like the things that I wish I learned right? Like that I learned back then that I know today is like, you, you really have to spend time like understanding who people are and what their why is, right? Like a, a sense of networking. I think a lot of new sales development reps, they end up going into it. Okay. Like I got this message. I got this persona. I got this. And, and they end up throwing folks through sequences, right? And they forget the, the personalized one-to-one -one touch. And it's not like, Hey, I noticed you're living in Orlando, Florida, like really trying to just get some of those buzzwords, but almost like being able to go within, go on indeed.com, really understand their KPIs, like what they actually do for a living mixed in with their soft, like some soft skills, which is, Hey, like, I'm not going to get creepy going on someone's Instagram, Facebook and say, Hey, I noticed you have you know, four kids, you know, uh, it's all, it's Jimmy's birthday or anything like that, but it's like, <laughs> all right, you can be able to, you can be able to size somebody up and understand somebody's why. So that if you end up writing a, a really nice personalized email, you can really get a sense of like how someone is going to perceive a message. And so like, that's really what, what I wish I focused on early on, or at least I knew is like really spend the time on a one-to-one -one personalized message because that, that has helped me tremendously build top of, uh, top of funnel pipeline. Yeah, absolutely. And there's still, you know, it separates you from the rest of the pack, doesn't it? The more personalized you can be, the more genuine. And, you know, that's what sales is about. It's about helping people um, overcome challenges. It's about getting to know them. Even if they don't buy today, then the fact that you've made that extra effort, gone the extra mile, showed them that you know them got that from samantha mckenna who was on recently <laughs> then that's in essence what it is you, you'll be remembered for that yeah and i and i think one of the things you know that like for example charlotte you and i have built a really good you know relationship uh, a business relationship to the point where five years down the line let's say you go to another company and you're you know you see that i'm at a company if that's 10 bound or wherever that might be that I would at least be like, hey, you know what? Let's have a conversation. I'm not sure what it is, but one, it would be great to catch up. It's been a while. And two, like, yeah, tell me what, what's going on. Like, like how how can your solution, how can your product like help help me personally become more efficient throughout my day? So it's like building that relationship. And it's not like to try to con somebody like, hey, let's just pretend to be buddies and, you know, build that relationship because you're going to ask for a while later. But like, you know, I really like to get to know people. And when people take the time to get to know me, like it, it really makes me feel good. It makes that like nice, warm, fuzzy feeling inside that like, hey, someone really gives a damn about me, you know? I've also seen it the opposite. And I, I mean, I completely agree with both of you. I think 
I've seen it the opposite where people try and time out or burn out their relationships to finish the quarter on. Or they try and spam them, try and get their attention and kind of be quite bullshy. And you can deteriorate a relationship in the same effect. Then guess what? When they go to the next business and try and talk to you, you're probably not going to pick up the phone, are you? <laughs> so it can really kind of um, play on both sides, that's for sure. But yeah, interesting. I love the way you were saying, you know, five years in the future, this could happen. We have a conversation, you know, the relationship building and how that would grow. What would you say? And obviously you've got an incredible story. You've definitely, you know, done your brother proud, I can say. What would you say is in the future kind of for yourself and for sales and marketing or, you know, sales in particular? What can you see just coming around the corner that's going to creep up on everyone? Yeah, I think a lot of things are going to happen. And I think we just hit on it a second ago. It's really more trust um, is going to remain critical for winning deals, right? So businesses, you know, can ultimately retain the human touch, you know, creating all important emotional connections across the channels, right? Whether it's you know, it's going to be like digital or even, you know, physical conversations like it'll likely outperform those that really don't. So anybody can end up having a solution, but it's like behind that, it's like that humanized approach of being like having a conversation. So, right. Becoming a trusted advisor. If you become a trusted advisor, yes, as a somebody that is getting pitched, I'll still do my due diligence, but I would more, me personally, I would probably end up buying from someone that I trusted. The solution might not be as good, but I know that if there is a problem later down the line, that think something's not working out, like things are starting to break a little bit, I can go back to example to Charlotte and say, hey, you know what? Can you, re- can you connect me to that uh, customer success manager? Like I end up sending them an email, haven't heard from them. Charlotte could easily just ping them. Hey, like, can you please answer David Ember's um, you know, email, like, this is urgent, we got to get this fixed ASAP, boom, I'm on the phone with the customer success manager and getting things fixed. So there's that piece. And then two, I would probably say like, you know, larger companies are going to have more of like, a, I would say a more defined roles. And, you know, the smaller organizations are going to look for like that adaptable person to perform multiple roles, right? So somebody in sales and marketing and somebody that is well-versed in both capacities of being able to sell and also be able to market. And that's just like a thing, even at 10 bound. Like for me, I, I do a lot of things at 10 bound. I do the podcast. I end up doing, I oversee all of sales and media and sponsorships. And so like I'm writing content, I'm, I'm thinking about new content, I'm building relationships. So it's like, that's already taken place today, but I don't think people like, this is such a phenomenal question because as we are in, wouldn't quite say and the world hasn't quite announced right we're not typically or technically in a recession i would say the least we're we're getting there um but it's like how are how are folks going to stand out that are going to be able to allow them to keep their job right like how like when there's those layoffs who are the first people to go and who are those people that stay and the people that stay why are they staying it's more than likely that they have you know found they have a skill set that allows them to move on both levels on a sales and marketing function. Yeah, you've raised some really good points there, you know, about trust and being a trusted advisor and bringing in the human touch because we're seeing, you know, a rise in automation and that's, you have to prove that you're not a robot Um, (laughs) and how you stand out and how you'd be memorable. Changing the question slightly now, Dave, what do you think we should stop in sales tomorrow if it was down to you? What I would say stop sales tomorrow is just, you know, the spray and pray. I mean, yes, there's a, there's a place if you end up tearing out your accounts, 
tier one, two, and three. If someone's not in your persona, but you want to at least get on their radar because let's say somebody is hiring somebody that is uh, going into an, a, diff- a different market, right? Like later down the line, they could be, the company could go down the B2C direction. But when it comes to your one-to-one personalization, I think that's more important. You'll get less emails out, but I've seen firsthand that the conversion and people actually responding to emails and building those organic relationships, that that's where I found the magic. And when I say magic, it's one, I think more than anything else is building those just solid foundations. Because like, even if someone can't do business, you can build that relationship to the point where you can ask for referrals. So like later on being like, hey, I know that this is something that's not interest to you or you, you and your organization might leverage this. But do you know anyone within your network that might be able to use a tool like ours or whatever, like whatever solution or product that you and your team are selling? Right. Because at, at that way, you've built such a good relationship that you have the right to ask. And it's like, you know, maybe that other person, I might say, hey, you know what? I, you know, if you end up sending me a referral, whatever, like, hey, lunch on me, or I, if there's an affiliate program, maybe there's a percentage or something like that, that can be distributed for like, what's in it for them. But yeah, I, I would probably say the, the spray and pray, I'd probably stop that right away. Yeah, I've definitely had a few people say about the spray and pray, and it's a term we use probably, well, I shouldn't say we use, but we, we relate to it in marketing quite a lot. So I think marketing can be a lot widely pushed out kind of communications, very top of the funnel. And it, I think it has its place, but especially when you're talking to sales, sure. I do agree, it has to be a lot more kind of person-to-person selling. It's always like kind of having that, that really nice, yeah, one-to-one piece. I mean, I think that kind of really nicely sums up the story that you've had in terms of how you've worked in business and kind of in your personal life. So completely agree on that point. Right, we're coming up to the end of of the allotted time. And normally what we like to do is ask our guests one big burning topic or one big tip that the audience can take away from. And I know we've spoken a lot about the human-to-human piece, how to build a relationship. And I think that referral idea and kind of working your connections like that is a really nice touch as well. What would you say is the one takeaway piece that you want to kind of talk about and bring up to the audience? Yeah, no, and, and we've touched on it throughout the show, but like really focusing on soft skills and getting to know your prospects more and what is important to them, right? Because if you can get in between the emotional side of the brain and the intellectual side of the brain of like what their KPIs are, like if you can find that gray area and, and come up with different content and messaging that is going to resonate with them, they're going to be open at least taking taking the time. They're going to say, hey, you know what? I'm not quite sure if we need this right now, but let's have a conversation. Let's see if this this could be something that we could get on the roadmap, um, you know, when we end up looking at our budget for Q4, right? So because then you can end up starting build top of funnel pipeline and be able to kind of start moving pipeline, like pipeline velocity, start moving it through. And essentially they end up leading the closed, closed one. I mean, I've seen it all the way throughout my career um, where I, some people, our CEO at the time, you know, Chris Rudigraf would always send me challenges being like, Denver, I, like, I, I don't think you'll be able to get in this account. He would challenge me and I would just be- begin to build relationships, nurture accounts and, and start navigating multi-channel, multi-thread of like asking, hey, this might not be the right person, but who typically makes those types of decisions? And so at least I would be able to like have my like, I would call it a hit list of being able to be like, okay, this is a person that might be able to be a DM. They might be an influencer, whatever it is, but like I consider it. And I think others that are listening today should consider thinking about their day to day within sales or marketing. 
to be private investigators. That's, that's really what it is, top of funnel. Being a private investigator, log those notes, and really get good at understanding people's why. That's where the magic happens, and that's what will allow yourself to stay at a company for a long period of time and continue to get promotion after promotion. It's almost an, another acronym to put on the names of kind of the SDRs, the BDs, and now the PIs, I think. That could be a new one that people start to look into. <laughs> I love PIs, yeah, I love that. Private investigator, great stuff. Dave, it's been great having you on the show. Tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, no, you can find us um, at tenbound.com. You can also find me, uh, David Denver, on LinkedIn. You know, I'm here to help. You know, we just ended up launching a VIP community at 10 Bound Plus. i uh, love for you to join um, if you haven't already. And, you know, if you want a little bit additional information, please shoot me a DM. Uh, I'd be happy to get you that information because we're here to help. We're here to help in any possible way. And, uh, you know, please lean on us at 10 Bound because we truly do care about everyone in the sales development and sales development space and also just people in general. So please reach out. We can find you on LinkedIn, David Denver. Yeah. You can find me, David Denver, on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, no, I'm just really grateful uh, for having me. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Like, this was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I'm excited also to have you on uh, our, our podcast as well, Charlotte. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me this afternoon. Looking forward to it. And don't forget to all our listeners, uh, leave us a review, follow us, uh, tell your friends about us. You've got me here, Charlotte Lloyd. You can find me on LinkedIn. And you've also got South Bourbon. Hello. I mean, goodbye. <laughs> Great. See everybody on the next show.